This is The 101, a podcast with local discoveries, in-depth conversations and informative stories from the communities that hug Highway 101 along California's central south coasts. From Thousand Oaks to Ventura to Santa Barbara and beyond. I'm your host, Michelle Loxton. Welcome to our very first season. I'm so happy you could join us. climate change conference in Glasgow, attendees talked a lot about carbon, carbon emissions, carbon credits, carbon markets, carbon cutting pledges. That's because decreasing the amount of carbon that is released into the atmosphere by animals and humans is critical to limit global warming. One way to do that is through carbon capture, the practice of gathering carbon dioxide emissions and burying them underground. All sorts of companies and governments are embracing the practice, and even farmers along California's central south coasts. In this episode of The 101, the final one of the first season, we visit a ranch perched on a mountaintop where a farmer is burying his farmyard waste to avoid burning it and having the carbon from that burn released into the atmosphere. And so taking some of this vegetation and putting it permanently into the soil is gonna remove it from the atmosphere and we need to do that. We'll also meet another farmer who says to keep the carbon in the ground, we have to focus on healthy soil. Do something for the soil. An ideal farm to me is a diversified farm that's trying to cool the planet, keep the soil green. These farmers are small scale. To make a big difference, these practices have to be done at a massive scale. So I went down the road to a local agriculture company that bills itself as the largest fresh berry producer in the world to see what their thinking is on carbon capture in agriculture. I think carbon capture is that next challenge for us. It's how are we not only a highly productive operation, how are we sustainable? Carbon capture, the local farmers doing it, and how much of a difference is all this really going to make in the fight against climate change? That's all ahead. Support for The 101 comes from KCLU listeners and Cottage Health. For nearly 130 years, Cottage Health has been providing advanced medical care for patients throughout California. Nationally recognized for quality care and patient satisfaction, the team at Cottage Health puts patients first with excellence, integrity, and compassion. Services include the Cottage Heart and Vascular Center, Cottage Center for Orthopedics, Cottage Children's Medical Center, and Santa Barbara Neuroscience Institute. More at cottagehealth.org. This is The 101. I'm Michelle Loxton. To reach Euphoria Ranch, that's the letter U, the number four, the letters E and A, you have to take a narrow winding gravel road all the way up to the top of a mountain in Newbury Park. It's 1,600 feet above sea level, to be precise. The small ranch is so high up that radio towers are stationed on a nearby peak. The view of Ventura County and the ocean below is spectacular. Tina Rasnow and her brother Brian co-own the ranch. They produce fruit, honey and eggs that they keep for themselves. They sell exotic fruit like pineapple guava and dragon fruit. 
this has been their home for the last 50 years. On the day I visit, Opie, their two-year-old basset hound, greets me and then Tina takes me on a tour. First we check in on the sheep, who keep all the vegetation trimmed, creating defensible space in case of a wildfire. Tina says all the animals play an important role on their ranch in keeping the soil healthy. All the animals, they have a role in building soil. Um, the chickens also provide us with wonderful eggs and they eat bugs that would destroy the crops. Um, and they scratch in the soil which helps to aerate it and just to improve the health of it. Massive trees shade the main house, including an avocado tree that Tina says her daughter planted as a child. They drop their leaves in the winter so the sun can warm the house. And in the spring they put out new leaves and so by summer I have wonderful shade. Lots of leaves have been dropping from the trees. Tina begins sweeping them up to put them on an organic farmyard waste heap a little distance away from the house. We take a walk to that area. And then when um, we get a lot piled up here, then my brother will bury them to uh, avoid them burning if a fire were to come through, so we're not releasing all that carbon back into the air. Tina's brother Brian Rasnow explains that they push the organic material into a hole and cover it with dirt. Besides being a farmer, Brian is also a physics and climate disruption lecturer at Cal State Channel Islands. He was able to calculate how much carbon he kept out of the atmosphere by doing this work. So after spending a couple of weeks doing long and hard work on a bulldozer and excavator, I estimated that I put about 50 tons of carbon permanently out of atmospheric circulation by burying it. Further north from Brian and Tina's ranch, just off the 101 in Camarillo, is the larger McGrath family farm, where they farm about 250 acres of organic crops. We are on the foothills of the Oxnard Plains. This is the most, most fertile region in the world. I'm biased, yes I am. That's Phil McGrath. The family has been farming this land since the 1860s. But everybody wants to be here because of our climate and our soil. We grow everything. We can grow anything. There's berries, pomegranates, and California sage. There's also a cover crop called karapia that is planted just to keep the soil healthy. McGrath loves karapia. That's a root system that goes four feet deep. It takes no water and completely increases microbial life in the soil. The soil is key to carbon storage also known as carbon sequestration, McGrath says. Now we understand there's too much carbon in the air. We have global warming, climate change, and plants take carbon out of the air and put it in the soil. To maintain healthy soil and plants, McGrath says keep the ground covered with vegetation and practice crop rotation and diversity. Put a cover crop in between my lemon rows, rotate your strawberry ground with a cover crop. Do something for the soil. An ideal farm to me is a diversified farm that's trying to cool the planet, keep the soil green. The California arm of the Rodale Institute is actually located at this farm. It's a 70 plus year old nonprofit that promotes organic farming and provides research and education on the practice. 
The institute says organic agriculture releases 40% fewer carbon emissions than conventional farming. So we've seen what a small farm is trying to do and what a larger commercial organic farm is doing by keeping the soil healthy. What about one of the larger ag industries in the region? I head further north into Oxnard to a strawberry farm about half a mile from the ocean. Louise Calderon says this location is ideal for strawberry growing. This is one of the only areas that we can plant and produce two seasons of strawberries in one year. Calderon is director of Partners, Growers and Resources for writer-affiliated companies. They call themselves the largest fresh berry producer in the world. On the day I visit, workers are busy pecking berries in the field. They're playing music as they work. As we walk between the beds of juicy strawberries, Calderon reminisces of the time his mother spent picking strawberries. Both his parents were farm workers. You know, my mom picked through when she was seven months pregnant with me. She, that's why she always tells me, she's like, that's probably why you love strawberries so much. <laughs> How does this massive ag company that farms thousands of acres locally approach their soil? So I've always thought about soil like skin. You know, you don't want skin to just be 100% exposed to the sun. You want to have some type of sunblock or something. And that's kind of like the way you, we look at it too, is you want to protect your soil. For them, just like the McGrath organic farm, this means crop rotation with celery and cilantro growers, making sure the ground is covered with cover crops between seasons, and also using worm compost and fungi to improve the soil quality. They know healthy soil is good for business. But where does carbon capture come into the equation? Right now, they're just trying to figure out what their actual carbon footprint is. I think carbon capture is that next challenge for us. It's how are we not only a highly productive operation, how are we sustainable? So farmers big and small are practicing some kind of carbon capture because it's good for the planet and business. But what difference is it actually making? To get that answer, we have to head back to Brian Rasnow on the mountaintop ranch in Newbury Park. Rasnow is the farmer and climate disruption lecturer. Now remember, Rasnow estimated he kept 50 tons of carbon out of the atmosphere when he buried that organic farmyard material. The average American generates about 15 tons of carbon a year. In a week of work, I, I, I sort of bought myself three years of, of living and polluting. In 2018, the U.S. emitted 6 billion tons of carbon dioxide. Essentially, we'd need 120 million Bryans to get carbon neutrality for that year alone. There's nothing I can do. Uh, that gets anywhere near the scale. And even if I were to bring as many farmers that I know together and say, let's all do this collectively, we're still sort of moving grains of sand around while there are other individuals moving bulldozers worth of material and getting super rich by doing it and destroying the planet for everyone. Rasnow is referring here to many of the largest manufacturers in the country. He also says it does not pay, literally, to do this kind of work. Rasnow estimates it cost him up to $750 in fuel. I lost money on it. Uh, this was charity, and it shouldn't be, right? We need a system that, that encourages doing the right thing instead of discouraging it. 
What these carbon captors want you to know is no matter who you are, whether you're a mega-polluting nation signing agreements at COP26 or a small-scale farmer on California's central south coasts, carbon capture is something that can be done by almost anyone, even if it's just by keeping your backyard soil healthy. For Brian Rasnow, he knows his impact is small, but he's got hope. All revolutions or all change always starts with an individual. So if we're waiting for the group, well, a group is made of individuals. We have to start where we can, each of us. Head over to kclu.org slash podcast, where you'll find photos from my visits to the different ranches and farmers making carbon capture a part of their business. The 101 is produced by KCLU Public Radio. We are NPR for the California coast. This episode was edited by Elisa Barber. I'm Michelle Loxton, the host and creator of The 101. If you have an idea or a story for one of our next episodes, email me at podcast at kclu.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell a friend about it today. And don't forget to subscribe. This is The 101. Thanks.